welcome back to the Better Than Nothing podcast. How are you, Miranda? I have been better. I've been better. I'm not going to lie. Give us the full rundown. So last time we chatted, you were about to go into surgery. So now you're a couple days post-surgery. What's the status? Well, I've had a few BMs. So that's good. And they've been okay. Basically, I feel the exact same as I did before. But like, there's an end in sight. Does that make sense? Yes, it's almost like you're working towards this goal of being able to go to the bathroom without pain, pain free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's pain free. Mm-hmm. You're just like convincing yourself to keep it going, like just muster through the pain. I'm so over this, Rach. Ever like I call Dad once a day, and I just tell him how over all of this I am. Like I'm, I'm so done. I'm so. I'm so done. Like, I just want to feel good again. (sighs) Your time is coming. I believe it. I'm hoping because I really just, I can't, can't do it. I'm so, so done with it. But uh, the surgery went well. There was no complications. I was in and out within about five hours. So that's good. And I had nothing to worry about. I think that it was successful. I guess we'll know in like a few weeks when the pain goes away. So, yeah. Do you have, when's your post-op um, appointment? I don't think they have one. I don't think. That Are you sure? We, yeah, they didn't schedule that. If they did, I have no idea. I cannot remember okay. if I have a, an appointment. <laughs> Hmm. Well, we're going to assume that everything is going to be okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, um, did it you get some love? What? Did you get some love from our listeners? Did uh, people reach yeah, out? I think so. I don't Good. really know. I, I've been kind of living in a daze. I'm not going to lie. What have you been doing the past couple of days? A lot of reading. I read like three books. And laid in bed the whole time. I've just been sitting right here as much as I can and taking care of my kids when I am needed to. And that's about it. I'm just so, I'm like, it's like so painful. It's so fucking painful. So you're just surviving at this point. Yeah. But I'm happy to be here, guys. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, so you've been reading a lot. Marina and I are actually reading like, the same author, I feel like we're on a kick with Lisa Jewell. Oh, she's so good. She it like she is. Then she was gone. Was like the book that got me hooked to the one that you sent me, and I was like, "Hey, I already read this." Mm-hmm. And then I read the one that you told me to keep reading because it got better. The one with like that girl named Sapphire or something. Mm-hmm. And it was like again, it was good but it didn't blow me away like there's some books that like really blow me away now I'm reading something else which is what have you read watching you that one's so good oh is it the one where um it's like Mr. Fitzwilliam Uh uh-huh it's so good um okay the girls in the garden is so good too oh my gosh okay 
it's kind of those are like the same vibe of just like i like the mass amount of characters i really enjoy that um i'm i just finished the the truth about melody brown that was such a feel good she doesn't have very many feel goods that i yeah and this one was such a feel good it was so cute she did such a great job with it the truth of melody brown Mm -hmm. okay i'll look it up it's so awesome i get all my books on thriftbooks.org so they're all like from like savers thrift stores and they send them to you i have never heard of that yeah that's where i get all my books i have the i'm trying to build my book collection for my eventual bookcase yeah well you're well on your way i'm working on my my way there for sure i have i'm reading this new author that i found she's not new but she's new to me and it's mm schoonard schoonard okay oh she's fantastic that one's good she has a good detective series that i'm so all about i um have a very funny story that i just need you guys to just bear with me while i tell this because it's gonna sound really bad but it's not okay so just okay tell us keep your head open so uh Sunday morning is the um, is the set is the day, and I wake up. It's like five thirty in the morning, and I hear all these very like a bunch of moans like outside of my door, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on outside? Like, what is going on? The kids aren't here," and I just hear a bunch of moans and groans right outside my door. And I'm like, is Vito just like vigorously masturbating right now? <laughs> and and I'm like laying here and it's like getting like progress, like it's like, you know, upping the ante. And I'm like, what am I listening to at 530 in the fucking morning? And I'm like, eventually I yell. I'm like, Vito, you know, I can hear you, right? And and I go out there because I'm like, there's no way that it's just him. <laughs> You're like, he's definitely cheating. I, so I go out there and he's limping around. Because <laughs> he had rolled his ankle the night before. And his ankle is like three times the size as it was. Oh god. And he has a damaged foot. And I'm laying in bed thinking, this motherfucker's just like going to town right outside my door at 5 30 in the morning. Did you feel bad? <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing because I was like <laughs> absolutely convinced that he was just jerking off. <laughs> I wish that I could just re. It, like impersonate those sounds <laughs> <laughs> so he's like walking around and just like makes a he noise as he's walking bathroom. around yeah he was going to the bathroom and he's like trying to sit down on the toilet oh to pee because he couldn't stand and then he was like no matter any way i put my foot while i was sitting my foot was just hurting so bad oh my god is his foot like really injured yeah it's pretty bad i think it's 
he like apparently rolls his ankle like all the time like i don't know like he's always rolling his foot i've never had that's never happened to me has it ever happened to you Mm, not in like many years like a real bad sprain i'm like what are you doing yeah so did he stay home today or did he go into work so no he he went to work this morning and i think it's much better but he's just you know taking a week off the gym with me (laughs) (laughs) so do you think like the hardest part about you being you know post-surgery is the fact that you can't do anything uh that i'm sitting no the pain for sure okay the pain so the pain is the worst yeah that is the worst gosh Ugh, i'm so God. over it i have to take like three laxatives to feel something ew real turned up here Ugh, that's rough are the kids being nice and cute or are they being devils today they were not happy with me and i was like i couldn't take more than tylenol even though they just gave me tylenol but they gave me like an extra strength tylenol which i can't even take that if i'm gonna be driving so i couldn't mm. Yeah, not... Well, you're in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. I'm over it. I'm just ready for healing to be here. Um, So there was something I wanted to bring up before we get into, like, our main topic. And so this is, like... I don't even know how to begin this, but, like, I want you to stick with me here when I try to explain, like... There is, like, a whole culture on the internet of, like, (laughs) the comment section, right? Yeah. And, like, not the comments that people send, but the replies to the comments. Okay, so you're saying, like, not the first comment, but the people replying to the first comment. These people are the most offended folks. (laughs) Like, they act like... Madame Zeroni cursed their family and they are living in death like the reason that their whole family is just fucked for life they're like this is the worst you replying to this comment is the worst thing that you have ever done and like that's like truly like what's going on so I don't remember what I was looking at I don't, I don't remember I really and I don't even like feel like giving just like exact descriptions because it's just so chaotic and like but like the only way to describe the people that reply to comments on a comment section is like chronically online and I love that description because all I want to do is just like tell somebody that is replying to a comment is that like maybe you need to like get a hobby you can't even like get me started on this because I have the same judgment of people who even have the wherewithal to even comment on a post period like and especially even voicing an opinion that is like clearly very opposite of like who that maybe that targeted video was even for and I'm like you got a lot of free time buddy if you uh right like I feel like there's a time and a place for like discourse and like if you really want to have like a conversation I feel like a comment section isn't that place 
Because like, oh, absolutely not. Social media and as a whole, I don't think is. And it's unfortunate because like it is like where everybody's lives are like wrapped up, right? But like, <sighs> yeah, you're a hundred percent correct with like sharing your opinion of like somebody just like I colored my hair. And, like, somebody's like, I can't believe that you did this without putting Vaseline on your ears. And it's like, yeah, are you really that mad? Like, so, yeah, these individuals chronically online, the Internet is not real life, unfortunately, fortunately, fortunately, that's a good thing. Like, there's a whole life outside that we can just tap into. So if you find yourself getting very upset about things that you see on the internet that like are just like mundane here's my thing about everything in this this beautiful place that we get to call home which is earth okay is two things (laughs) we are on a big flying rock okay Mm -hmm. in a just huge universe so remember that like it is just not that deep it's not that deep, okay? Yeah, I gotta agree. Like, um, and you can look at it that. Try and look at that with everything, because even, uh, man, it's so easy to get wrapped up in things and get offended and get anxious and reminding yourself that you are literally here on this earth for a very small amount of time. And like, how do you want to spend your energy? You know, how do you want to? How do you want to spend your time here? Because if it, it, for me, it's it's definitely not commenting on some in the comment section. Absolutely not. No. I think where we were talking about on Saturday, how we were talking about like you read because you don't want to be on social media. And I told mm-hmm. you I was like someone had I watched this TikTok and this girl was like, imagine someone's watching your whole life story. And they just see you scrolling on social media. Like, do you want that to be your life story? Mm -mm. No, there's, I just, I feel like if I sit on social media for too long, like I experience um, either like brain rot or like I, I start comparing myself like a hyper comparison and it is not what I want to do so yeah I control that by reading that's like the only way that I can find a a healthy way to like for now I can't if I could like pick up like a cool hobby that I'm like doing crafts I would but like I can't because I have kids so you should uh read the book dopamine nation okay I'll I, I might do an audio. I do audiobooks of like things that are like of nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So you need to read that because it talks about just this, how you get in that loop of scrolling and the dopamine mm-hmm. that social media media provides, and it's uh, it's wild. So definitely check that out. check that out. I believe that. I uh, I definitely I I think I've I've experienced it from when. Um, you know, Instagram was like a place where like I could post like this was like years ago and I would get like 2000 likes on a post. And then now when we post Instagram, like nobody sees it like and there's like a massive difference to 
that I guess the the dopamine there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, how is it for you? Because I think people, especially those in your audience, like you grew like a, a decent following a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and then you fell off like from social media, not fell off, but like decided to step away and now you're back. How are you able to set the appropriate boundaries with social media without like tipping too far? I think it's a, an experience that I had of like, think of it like this. We have had social media since we were what, like uh 2008. Is that fair? Yeah. I, I think, I think, I think Instagram was 2011. You know, actually, I don't know. Social media, but sorry. Yes. Social media. Yeah. We've been, has been in our lives for that long. So like, yeah. I got to a point where like, it was kind of hard to like see that like there was a whole life outside of Instagram and social media. And then when I took two years off, I really was like, wow, this really doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So once you kind of separate yourself from that and like how much it just doesn't literally just doesn't matter. And like being authentic in ways of like, I believe in what I'm talking about and I believe in who I am and I, I believe in the things that I believe. Gosh, that sounds so silly, but like (laughs) I, I stand with myself and I'm happy with it. And if somebody doesn't like it, I mean, I really just don't give a fuck. God, I don't care. I just don't care. And that's really what it is. Okay. So you feel like it's not necessarily boundaries, although I think you do set healthy boundaries with social media. It's more so just your mindset around social media has changed since then, since taking the time off. Okay. Mm -hmm. It it has. And like... Being protective of my children on there is something that has allowed me to have big boundaries. So, like, the reason I don't post on my stories at all, really, like, I, I try to, but, like, if my kids are around and you can hear their voice and stuff like that, I am just, like, I don't know. It just, like, freaks me out. So, it being with my kids 24-7 gives me boundaries. Yeah, that makes sense. And like, you almost don't have the time for it. I don't. I, yeah, I don't. Did before. And, um, before I was like, it was a loose boundary because I was like, oh, I mean, there's no harm in what I have with my kids on here because there's no, I mean, I'm not posting them when they're naked. So it's a problem. But like, that's not really the truth. You know, like people are fucking weird. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that. Sorry. I think you taking the time off was probably the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it, again, I. I am somebody that, like, if I spend too much time, and this is still true, I will hyper-compare myself. Like, we're talking, like, it gets down and dirty. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are, Miranda? Like, like, you do not need to be so wrapped up in trying to be every single person that you see online. And, yeah, again, yeah. I've had social media for, like, half my life now. So, like... It's really Do you hard know where to, like, I see, see it? Where? What, oh, what sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Where I see it, like, for myself is not 
I do compare myself, but I think where I get into the unhealthy degree is the consumerism of it, like buying shit. That is where it is like unhealthy for me. Is it? I it just causes me to spend money that an an ungodly amount of money for things that I don't need. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. all. I feel like while it not may not seem like an ad, these get ready with me videos and these fun videos. No, they they're all ads. Mm-hmm. It's all ads. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are correct. Then, then I recommend if that's you, if you identify with Rachel, I do too. Do not download that Lemonade app. Oh my God, is it really just ads? It's like imagine if Pinterest got cleaned up. Like, like give me more. What you mean by cleaned up? Like it was more aesthetically. Like I feel like when I look at Pinterest, it looks like a clusterfuck of like just crazy. It looks like. I don't know how to explain. At least my Pinterest is all over the place. It doesn't make any sense. There's no cohesive. And like, just don't like it. So I, my, the only qualm I have with Pinterest is I think the content on there is dated. I don't see anything that is new. Mm-hmm. So that is, but I like, I don't mind the layout of Pinterest. Like I would actually prefer it. Yeah. I mean, you might be right. Maybe that's my problem. It, like, just doesn't look good. And you might just not be vibing with the, the content on there either. Because it's sure. just, there's nothing new. Yeah. So, Lemonade is, like, Pinterest, really. It reminds me so much of Pinterest. But, like, I guess updated. And it feels like everything. It's so hard to, like, not shop. So, yeah. That, it definitely, if that, if you identify with Rachel like I do, I will shop then um maybe it's good to get don't on the download little, lemonade yeah d- get on a social media cleanse for sure and um yeah like no oh, there's like ugh, yeah everything is like so, is very much an ad these days it's hard to get away from it oh it, it's all ads mm-hmm. it's all ads yeah it's, it's exhausting it's it really is lyric in this song and it's like uh you get exhausted by being advertised to us constantly or something like that and it's like yes we're constantly being advertised stuff and like yeah this is just too much and i think that's what's leading everybody to this like massive uh, fatigue of social media media. fatigue an amazon fatigue Mm -hmm. a makeup purchasing fatigue clothing fatigue i like hardly want to get dressed because i'm like i am so tired of having to put together outfits that like look different from the outfit that i wore yesterday and the month before we're entering a stage of just fatigue if there's anything i really want to do it is like setting up a very basic wardrobe like the time capsule wardrobe and not just so I don't have to fall into that like fast fashion and I can just yeah skip the Shein phase please yeah please well I mean I still do it I mean I do it too right like I'm going to Hawaii in a couple of weeks and like I did put a Shein order in and like I do but I want to get to a point where I don't have to do that like I want to just have the basics that feel Mm -hmm. good for all seasons 
Yeah, I agree. Those ones are pretty hard to put together. And like, one thing that I've noticed with like, I know that we're like hopping around here, but we're kind of staying on topic. Yeah, I think so. It's fine. The the fashion stuff is challenging because again, what you see online is like a lot of influencers that live in a climate that you don't live in for one. And they have access to clothing stores that people in the Midwest like me and like many of you don't have access to. So like there's a girly that will go thrifting in LA and the thrift stores in LA are like top notch. Very different. If I go to the thrift store here in Missouri, what do you think I'm finding? I can only imagine. So, like, there's this, like, pressure to, um, you know, buy secondhand. I don't, like, a lot of people don't have the ability to do that because, like, one, the way it fits, and two, where? Where am I getting these really cool clothes? No, I love that point. I don't think any, I don't think I've seen anyone share those two points: the climate factor and your location to said thrift stores that would have anything that is worth buying or purchasing. So it makes mm-hmm. it really difficult to like, especially if you're concerned about sustainability and maybe even just like financially looking for different options yeah that is such a good point I never thought about that there's so many points there and it really is just a challenge of and don't even get me started on like having to like buy a brand new pant and then having to so like you have to go and buy new pants right and like these pants you have to already alter to get them to fit you properly that feels wrong I shouldn't buy a $50 minimum, minimum pair of pants, then go spend $80 to get them altered. That feels dirty. (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm sorry. Who could afford that? (laughs) Especially with the pressures of like having a new outfit every time you see your friends. I do not feel pressured to have a new outfit every time I see my friends. I don't either, but I know a lot of people do. Yeah. And it's not even like I feel pressure from my friends. It's like more or less like, I feel like I just wore this. I feel like like that annoying feeling. I think it's more with myself that I want to wear something different. Yes. Yeah. You know why? It's probably because it's a nice little dopamine hit. It's fucking social media. It's it's just all social media making you feel like you have to. Oh, and we haven't even gotten started on the sizing of clothes, clothing, and like what I am so fucking fascinated with right now is like, does it look good or is she just skinny? And like that has changed everything. What's cool about TikTok now and like the video content is this, it has really exposed us to women who look like you. Like you can find someone on there who looks like you and Mm -hmm. you can be influenced by the clothes that they buy. You know what I mean? Where that was not the case. It was years for the last, I mean, for however long, 
it's always been these like very thin, very model-esque figures that you would buy, you would look at and think, oh, that looks really good on her. It will look good on me. In reality, like it doesn't fit the mm-hmm. same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do see like this mid-size fashion coming in and like women who have more athletic body types and you're able to find these women who do look like you and you're, you have a better idea of how it's going to look on yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think that is, re- that is one positive thing I would say that's really come out of. I think that's why Pinterest feels outdated because they like show the same looking girly over and over. At least mine does. And like TikTok doesn't really have that. You know what I'm no. saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pinterest, it's just very, the content there is just, it's old. It it's is. Old. It is it's very gotta old. It's got to go. I Someone like needs, the... a new, needs a refresh of content. <laughs> you need to purge it and just. For real. Start over. <laughs> Let's restart this. Because I think the concept is great because you can go there and plan your whole life. Yeah, right? It's like a mood board. I want to get into mood boards so bad, but like, my brain but why do you? Like that. Because they look so cool. Yeah, like at the end of the day, somebody's going to get offended. Like, it's right, it's a visualization. Some people really believe in that. And there's, I think there's probably some science to support. The validity of visualization. Mm. That's the point of the mood board is to like visualize. Look at this mood board every single day. Oh, shit, Miranda. You would think that. So you can look at it that way. I think that that's perfectly fine. We were all doing arts and crafts. No, people are manifesting their life. No, that's what they're doing. I'm so wrong. I'm so sorry. I am not trying to offend anybody. I literally thought we were doing arts and crafts. <laughs> I mean, I think that's way better, but that's just I'm my opinion. I'm down for the arts and crafts. <laughs> oh, man. So I just think that, but even that too, right? Like that's all over social media is like, manifest your life and then people feel guilty for not having a mood board or like 10 goals that they write down 10 times a day and it's just it's a lot (laughs) dad is always saying like write down your goals and look at it every day i'm like okay mr taipei i mean it's just you have to find what and that's what i don't like is it's what works for you what works for some doesn't work for all and Mm -hmm. i think finding out i don't think you, you have to be someone who writes down their goals just to make sure you achieve them. Again, there's science to support that, like, that is true, right? You write them down, you are X amount more likely to achieve that goal. But I, I've just definitely have come to a point to realize that not everyone. We all operate that's not the case for everyone. So totally yes. okay. Oh, it's for fine. sure. Yeah. I think that's what getting older is like teaching everybody. Is that like people are different yeah. and it's okay. And you don't have to be so dogmatic, right? Like mm-hmm. learning that there's uh there's always exceptions to the rule. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> now before we get off the oh, beaten path here, what? I know, geez, I was like, that's what I was saying, and I was like, oh, we're like 30 minutes in. We should probably switch gears. Well, I think we'll probably breeze through. The, I maybe I don't know. I could probably go. We on could. About this. 
Yeah, I think so, we were at a good starting point. This doesn't really segue into the topic of today, but the topic is um, me trying to sell you on. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't do it without laughing. Being self-conscious is ruining your life, and I need you to stop. And that's it. Okay. And I like it. I'm somebody that literally like runs on like my if you check my fuel tank, it's self-conscious. I literally run on being on a, self-conscious. Mm-hmm. On a scale of self-conscious to confident, you run on self-conscious yes that's what gets me through the day being self-conscious and i'm I'm tired of it and it ruins it's ruining your life and i need you all to get off this train of like being self-conscious because it's doing nothing for you it's doing nothing for me so i'm basically speaking all this into hoping that we can just fight it together i think that's a good starting point you're probably kind of talking to yourself as we do this podcast absolutely yes so i'm gonna alternate either talking to myself or talking to you but mostly it's me that i'm I'm yeah you're gonna convince yourself (laughs) i'm trying and like uh i've had again like this recent breakthrough this has allowed me to like as i've known that i've been self-conscious this whole time i've just really never tackled it the way that i wanted to tackle like thought i could wanted to that sort of thing so here's three things that i need you to hear loud and clear self-conscious benefits no one and it only hurts you let's pause Mm -hmm. so being self-conscious benefits no one and only hurts you yeah so your husband your wife whoever you are listening to this, the significant others in your life, they don't, their life isn't benefited by you thinking that you're ugly. That's true. Like they love you. They think you're beautiful. However you are. Right. So if you're constantly like, did you hear that? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, (laughs) sorry if you are you know maintaining this level of being self-conscious it just deteriorates your relationship because your spouse can only hear so many times how much you um hate yourself yeah i'm speaking from you know i'm speaking from my personal experience okay i'm not saying that your husband's gonna leave you okay (laughs) no (laughs) I think it's also something to think about, too, when you say those things, what's the outcome, right? Mm -hmm. So having those thoughts, I think, and I have no proof to this, but I do think some people who live in the space of speaking negatively about themselves or having those self-conscious thoughts it becomes addictive to a degree it might it's also just like a thing that like 
it just is literally second nature. You've learned it. You've never learned to think positively about yourself. Who's teaching you that? Our mom didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, like nobody's taught us like to look in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful when you were a child. You know, so like everything is a taught thing. <laughs> I don't know how you, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know how you think about that, but I think that as women, we're not taught to like, I think, yeah, think positively about ourselves. So this is hard for me, truly, like, because I believe you like in wholeheartedly of that having self-conscious, like being in a self-conscious state and, and this could apply to even like imposter syndrome, thinking you're not good enough, negative self-talk, like that's all kind of like wrapped into one. I have thoughts because I, I worked on this so long ago. So it's hard for me to put myself back into that place. And not to say that I'm perfect. Like I still have negative self-talk, but I don't let it plow through my life. Like it does not control my life. Right. And how I show up. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me sometimes to think like if it's learned because it can be unlearned, I think. Yes. Yeah. And maybe you did the work earlier than some people. So, yeah. like, imagine trying to do this work for at 20 versus mm -hmm. 30, 40. Like, that's, I think that might be something. Also, some people just have more um, cyclical thoughts, uh, rumination. Yeah. Sometimes people have that and sometimes people don't. I know I do. I, I mean, I do too. I've had, I've definitely dealt with rumination. Um, I, but I just think it's, it's hard. I, I think again, every, I think every, every, everyone's different and where they, if it's a learned behavior or if it's something that is innate, I suppose is where I was kind of going with that. Yeah. It could be a one or the other. That's probably, mm -hmm. probably the, both. the approach that whatever you you know, both or however, right? Mm -hmm. And that's probably the path that you take to attack it and get rid of it, yeah. right? So, but I love that first point. I think is great. Being self conscious benefits no one and only hurts you. It's a good. Mm -hmm. It's a good like mantra to like remind yourself of. Right. So self conscious leads into every part of your life ruining every bit of joy love and happiness you can find yeah do you know that i love this or like the saying comparison is the thief of joy mm -hmm. like it reminds me of that yeah like i believe even like being self-conscious is the thief of joy absolutely it takes it bleeds into everything every everything that you can think of you're going out with friends and you're all taking photos and the only thing you're thinking about is how bad you look are you enjoying your moment and it's funny you say that because this bleeds right into bleeds right into just said that bleeds right into the sec like your third point but do you know why i have a problem with this and why i have a problem with the self-conscious thoughts is it doesn't allow you to be present mm -hmm. exactly again it's taking everything away from you 
and it's it's a very um selfish behavior which we'll talk about Mm -hmm. and that I think that's where I get like really frustrated is you can have those thoughts but don't live in don't don't dwell in them you've got like you have to be able to get to a place where you can pull yourself out of that rumination like you're talking about right and we'll we'll get into that okay the third one self-conscious is inherently self-centered behavior but on the other side of the spectrum okay so I know that that might be hard to hear and when I first heard this I was like fuck you (laughs) I'm not fucking self-centered unfortunately it is okay oh it is and I'm sorry to say that because I know what you're thinking is like I don't feel good. How can this be self-centered? When your thoughts are wrapped up in only about yourself and how you are hurting people and how you are affecting everybody and how you don't look good and how you aren't doing enough work. Like what's the common denominator there? It's true. It's unfortunate and it's not fair because you don't deserve I don't want you to take these thoughts or like these things and be like thinking poorly about yourself because that's not my goal. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad about having these self-conscious thoughts because they truly ruin your life. And I am, I hate that. Like, this is like people's reality. If anybody has the same thoughts that I do, like my heart breaks for you because It's really hard to, like, change that. Anyway, so, especially when you feel like you have no control over it. That's one thing. I think, Miranda, what you've done here in these first, like, three points is you're sharing facts. Like, the fact of this behavior of, like, these self-conscious thoughts of being in a a state of self-consciousness. Was that even? Yes, that's a word. You're, you're stating what the reality is. Like in reality, you're saying it doesn't like, it is a self-centered, it is a selfish behavior. That is the reality of the situation. Sometimes I think people can listen to things and it'll, it'll hit differently. It'll think, oh, I never thought of it that way. That's what hit for me was when I heard that it was self-centered, I was like, fuck, you're so right. And, and that's I don't want what to get this conflicted with selfish because I think selfish behaviors, when you do things that are good for you and like putting yourself first, I would categorize that in selfish and that being a good thing. I know that like, I think I categorize it either way. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason I do that is because I like to make, when you do things for yourself in a good way and like prioritizing yourself and like making you better, doing things that make you happy. I categorize that in like a good selfish behavior. Thinking about yourself in negative ways constantly is a bad self-centered behavior. And I hope that we're all on the same page here because I have some, if this is what you identify with, I have tips for you. Okay. And a book. We're all on the same page here. We're good. So let's get into the tips because I love this. I think this is your jam. And this is something that especially if you struggle with this, like I think that you've come up with a great list of things that are actionable and valuable. So let's freaking go. Let's do it. So my first tip here, 
So this is like ways to combat the self-conscious thoughts, behaviors, and feelings. So one, I would start with deleting social media and or unfollowing slash muting accounts that do not make you feel good. And do it unapologetically. Okay, I want to pause. So if this, maybe if you don't relate to this as much and maybe you're like on the spectrum of me where you've almost like reached a graduation point where maybe this isn't you're not at this point in your life right like but maybe you can relate to imposter syndrome or feeling like you aren't good enough in some area of your life right because there that's what I can connect with I can connect with feeling not good enough in certain areas and as a health and wellness coach, I find myself surrounded by and flooded with plenty of other coaches, right? Mm -hmm. And all you do is compare yourself to them, their content, who they are. And maybe if you like or don't like what they like, and you're constantly in that state of comparison, I have muted accounts, plenty of health coaches that I follow who are dear friends to me, But for the sake of my own sanity and for me to be able to continue to show up, I had to not be able to see their content. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. And they'd probably be happy that you are, especially if these are the right folks, they're probably like, do what you need to do. Absolutely. I think, and I think it happens more often than not than people think that many people are muting for for their own sanity. Mm -hmm. But that's just one thing I wanted to say on that. But I love that point. I'm giving you permission, whoever's listening, to do that. If that's what it takes for you to do it, then do it. Social media can be really triggering. So, Mm -hmm. How many times have I deleted social media? Yeah. (laughs) For sure. So my second point was prioritize walking outside. And this is not for exercise. Okay? This is just get the fuck out of your house. And why do you put, why do you have this on here? I, I want folks to see it as not a goal, like an aesthetic goal. We're not going for aesthetics here. Sorry, I just tapped the mic. This is not a goal for aesthetics. I said this because a change of scenery, moving your legs and just getting, distancing yourself from things that probably are not good for you so like the tv maybe the tv is what triggers people because like sometimes when i'm watching real housewives of beverly hills i'm like fuck i need five million dollars right now (laughs) it's so funny because like i am in like a bravo oh god it's so vortex it's so we do it's so i know i'm watching beverly hills right now and like i'm just here's the thing I am a trash TV junkie. It's so good. Reality TV. It's so good. It's, it's so good. So Anyways. Good. But do you know what I was hearing when you said um, to go outside and to take a walk and it's not for exercise? I'm hearing something. I'm hearing to, you need to almost get out of your head and into your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, again, I think being in that present so what helped nature is a way to experience presence, right? And so mm-hmm. being bringing yourself into the present state and doing so 
is exposing yourself to nature. What do you what do you smell? What do you taste? What do you feel? That yeah. sort of thing. So I'm hearing those two things, which is that is also grounded in actual like evidence. Like you could sub a walk like for like gardening. Go work on your go work on a garden. Go dig a hole and plant some flowers. I think that those could be simultaneous because like not everybody can go out for a walk, right? That's a fact. And if that's yeah. you, go lay in the grass and dig your hands into the soil. It's good for you to feel things that are not man-made, right? Well, even grounding, you know, like getting out exactly. and standing in the grass mm-hmm. with your no shoes on, no socks on. It, it allows you to step into the present moment. Mm-hmm. That is where when you when you are in a state of like in, in anxiousness or stress, typically because you are not in the present moment. So anything that you can do to get into that and that's in that, right? Like being self-conscious breeds anxiety and breeds those feelings, those uncomfortable feelings. So if you can pull yourself out of that through being in the present moment, yeah, that is going to definitely help. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm happy that you made up these points too. I'm just so, uh, letting you run with it, go sister. I think that the, this runs into the third point really well, and it's setting goals that have nothing to do with aesthetics. Love that. I That's cannot stress favorites. this enough. I struggle with this. I did. Now, I feel like it's everything is non-aesthetic. I've like full swung. And I'm trying to get into a, a different place, but so non-aesthetic goal, what does that look like? It could be at the gym. For me, it's like I want to do 100 pull-ups, but apparently, you know, that's really hard. Yeah, that is really hard. <laughs> it's really fucking hard. <laughs> Maybe let's start with 10. <laughs> Am I asking for too much? <laughs> yeah. So what's another non-aesthetic goal? Uh, let's see. I really want to run a mile because I never run a mile. That's another non-aesthetic goal. We're not doing that fast. No. I just want to run a mile. Is it going to take me 15 minutes? That's none of your business. Yeah. Uh, and do you mean this in terms of just like um, in the gym, like non-aesthetic um, goals? Or could this be other something else? You know, It could, could be, be. And I'm not exactly sure what that would look like. Because I didn't really think about it. But yeah. What if... That- you had a goal to like learn a new language. Yes. Or... Mm-hmm. But like yeah. a, attainable for sure. Cause like we're trying to build or your, even... we're trying to build your confidence here. That's true. <laughs> but even like, you know, I want to read 12 books in mm-hmm. one year mm-hmm. or. Mm-hmm. Okay. An attainable non-aesthetic goal. So we're not going for like, I really want to grow my hair 12 inches. No, no. I, I, so I really like this um, because something that I talk about with my clients often um, when they experience self-doubt, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to reaching an aesthetic goal is, you know, sometimes they'll get in there, they'll share with me that um, they're not sure if they can do this or um they failed so many times before. So there's self doubt. Mm-hmm. And when they experience this, I ask them to write down 
all their list of accomplishments. Mm. So this could be anything, right? Mm-hmm. And for you, I would love for you to do, have you done, has your therapist asked you to do this before? We're not going to ask me to do this ever. I'm no, not ready to face that music. One of my face, it's <laughs> one of my good. favorite exercises That's to a do. good one for sure. And it could be, if I'll just like think, one of my clients I can think off the top of my, her head is like, or my head is, you know, she graduated nursing school. Uh, she was, she like won an award. She, you know, all like we, and all of them were non-aesthetic goals, mm-hmm. uh, that she could look back on and think like, oh yeah, I did, I did all of those things which required X, Y, Z to achieve them. Mm-hmm. And there's no difference between that and what I'm trying to achieve here through aesthetic purposes. But how that ties in is I think, uh, coming up with a list of goals that you can achieve will help convince yourself mm-hmm. that you, you know, you can, you can have confidence in one area. You can be confident in your ability to read 12 books in a year. It does help build that confidence muscle. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly. I'm happy that you added that. I was worried that it was only going to be about the gym because that's not what i yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it doesn't. I, I don't see that about just the gym at all. I think that that's definitely something that it could be across all spectrums. Um, so the next one is to, and this is what I've been working on myself, is identify your positive qualities. Oh, well, same thing, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. So definitely, like, what are, I've, I've actually, I think this helped me out a ton when I was growing my own confidence and I hope I didn't sound like an arrogant bitch at the beginning <laughs> no but I it's hard it. it's hard for me because it's been a very long time no I I get that I do that's um it's been mm-hmm. like 10 years so it's hard to put myself in that place and I had to kind of get there and now it's starting to come to me so um I remember coming up with characteristics that weren't like about my body that was the hardest part yes that were qualities that weren't about my body like you know you're you're very kind you're generous you know that all of those things and all of these different qualities it just again it helps you start to like yourself more I think that's where a lot of this comes from it's like you almost have to convince yourself that you like you and not worried about what other people think. Right. And I think that like people get hung up on like, like I, again, I don't think that anybody has ever said like, it's okay to like yourself. Yeah. Who said that? Who's, who's saying that? Who's walking around saying that they should be, they definitely should be. We should definitely be hearing that. These are definitely things that like, these are things that I tell your mic. The Rachel and I have this ongoing fight with these. So no one can see it. It's like um the pop filter, but it's like detachable and it's fucking annoying. I'm buying. I just bought one. The thing that suctions onto it, but I just realized like it's just made of junk. Anyway, (laughs) it's okay. My whole fucking stand broke today. Oh no. I yeah, can't wait for this the some funding to come through and we can get some <laughs> amazing mics. 
<laughs> and we'll get a sound place where we can record in a booth. Ooh, dreams. Yes, dreams. Those are my dreams. So okay, sorry. I interrupted you talking about oh. qualities. Qualities. I had a hard time with this one. Oh my gosh, did I have a hard time? And it was like, what is a quality? I don't even know what that is. Um, I sure I like my hair. And then I was like, wait, my therapist wouldn't have me write down qualities about my physical self. So what is a quality? <laughs> so my ladies, I'm speaking specifically to ladies here, because I think that this is primarily a ladies thing. Qualities are things that are inside of you that have nothing to do with your physical body. Okay? So I need you to dive in and just remo like remove yourself from your physical body because we put so much pressure on our physical body and how it should look. So like why don't we dig into like what's going on underneath that cuz I know it's beautiful. Right? No, I agree. So work on that, please. I'm asking you to do this for <laughs> me. And send me what you come up with. I'll I'll read it. Whatever you say, I'll yeah. believe it. <laughs> it's a hard task. It's definitely a hard task, but you can definitely come up with at least three qualities that aren't have nothing to do with your body. And moms, I don't want to see on that list I'm a good mom. That's a good, that's a really good point too. I know you're a good mom. I know you're a great mom. It has nothing to do with your identity. Cause that's what we're trying to, that's what we're trying to nail down. We're trying to build your identity. And as much as I love being a mom and I love my kids, I have to be outside of them. Cause I lose myself. And I'm not doing that. And you aren't either. All right. Okay. Number five. This is for me. And I got a lot out of this. And it was escape into books when the thoughts are too powerful. So rather than scrolling. Getting, rather than trash TV. Rather than trash TV. Books are less likely to trigger some thoughts that we don't want. And I'm speaking from... Uh, experience here I the reason I read books is because it's a place where I can just I think that even if it's not books maybe it could be a, a hobby of like some craft again I just can't do crafts right now because I have children that want to stick their hands into things so I <laughs> I can't do that but I can pick up my book and I can just dive in so no no I think it's a great point and I think it's something that's I think a lot of women are really tapping into reading and I think they are, I think we're seeing a shift. Okay. And this is now off fucking kilter, but I don't care. Who cares? This we're is great. I think we're seeing a, sh a shift in, at least in my generation, I think. And oh, sorry, that's your generation too, Miranda. Um, that we are starting to pay attention to our social media habits. And I see more of us trying to find hobbies outside of that and, and to 
use our time wisely. And because it's funny, like, I think you, as we're approaching this age too, where many people that I'm friends with, like, or acquaintances with are starting to have children, have, are having families of their own and realizing like that we are getting older and life is flies way too fast Mm -hmm. and to be caught up in social media and mundane tasks like that is not a life that they want to live. And I'm seeing the shift where people where, like I said, uh, are growing to love the hobby of reading. And I just, I like to see that this is definitely something more and more people are prioritizing, which is great. Yeah. I think it's coming from social media fatigue because we've been on social media since I had a MySpace or a Zanga. <laughs> At what age was that? Like, we're just tired of it. I think Zanga was like 08, 06. It was the best one. I just liked the, uh, oh, was it Zanga? No, MySpace. Well, Zanga was like a blog. MySpace was more like you could put a song. Wait, which one you could put a song on your site? Maybe it was Zanga. Both of them. Okay. Well, yeah, that was pretty fucking badass. It was. They should bring that back. Facebook songs. Shut up. Could you imagine? Not Facebook songs, but like Instagram songs. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, where were we at? Six. We uh, identify the support that helps you best. Now, building a support system is crucial. Like, crucial. I I can't even emphasize this enough. Like, for example, my support system is definitely my husband and definitely my dad. Like, I'm not saying I don't rely on Rachel or my friends, but these are two people that I call in a literal crisis. And I know will give me, we're talking like crisis, crisis, but we'll do whatever they need to do to fix something that I can't fix. And I don't know why I have this on here, but it just feels important. What, having a support system? Yeah. I think that's just, I think for you, it's something that's helped you. Build your support system. This is like just point blank around everything. Build support. You need it. You can't go through life without it. I promise. It's going to make your life easier. And that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to make life easier. Yeah, and I think it doesn't, um, I think it would help too, having someone to confide in when you're having those tough moments to pull you out. Um, and then also it's like a source of an accountability too. the more people that know, the more people that can be like, Hey, you know, you let me know that this is a behavior that you're trying to work on. And I see you spiraling. What are, what can I do to help you pull pull yourself out? It's just what it, it's a source of accountability in my opinion. Yeah. That's a really great point. It is. And as for the next point, we're just trying to speed through here. Sorry guys. Before leaning on to people for support, you must tell them how to support you. This ensures you're actually getting the help that you can actually hear, okay? So what that looks like is if I'm having a self-conscious moment, I don't want to hear, you're beautiful. That doesn't help me, okay? 
What does help in that situation? Getting pulled out of my moment. I need to get... What would that look like? Like, uh, let's see. Vito asking if we want to go on a date. Hey, do you want me to go drop off the kids and we'll go go get dinner? Let's go for a walk. Let's uh, throw your phone across the room and, you know, just finding a way that actually is effective. Because, again, if somebody, like a trusted person, is just like, how can you be so self-conscious? You look so pretty. That doesn't help. I'm sorry. It just doesn't help. And I know that, like, those people are coming from a really great place. And I recognize that. But it just doesn't help me. And it probably doesn't help other people. Because that's something that, like, it just, I don't, I don't know, never really helped me. So I hope No, that- I think it's, I think don't you don't have to like preface anything i think it's a i think it's an important thing because everyone's knee-jerk reaction would be to because i've found myself to do that i'm always like marita it's so hard for me to understand this because i think you're stunning i think you're beautiful i think you're this i think you're that and like you're just telling me it doesn't help which is i appreciate you sharing that which is helps me show up better for you it's just like to this point that you've labeled here it's like sharing with those individuals who are supporting you what that looks like Mm -hmm. but being very I would say be very clear on what that is because truthfully I wouldn't know you know what that would look like for you it is on the person it's on me to explain Mm -hmm. it's the same thing of like I I really equate this to like love language if I'm not expressing the way that Vito can hear how I love him, he won't hear it. Does that? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. You got to speak in a way that people will hear you and people need to speak in a way that they can, you can hear them. Same thing. I like that comparison to the love languages. I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's why I put it in there. So <laughs> uh, this one can't remember what I put here. So for me personally, I like to lean heavily into, oh, okay. This is going to be a trial and error. Okay. So for me personally, I like to lean heavily into feminine things. That is what makes me feel most beautiful. However, you might not feel the same. So find your way that makes you feel beautiful. So what does that look like? It might look like you uh, trying out a different outfits at a TJ Maxx and just like what makes you look what makes you just like feel at home in your body is it a dress is it a pantsuit is it something I hope that Rachel can save me here to explain these thoughts better um I think I'm seeing another movement I would say on social media that women are tapping more into feminine practices. So what I've seen you do specifically would be like taking like dancing classes, taking different um, exercise classes um, that explore your femininity. Mm -hmm. And are you sharing that putting this point here, is this something that has really helped you feel beautiful, which in turn has been, boosting your self-confidence i think it's like um finding ways to dress that make me feel best okay so this is mostly really in finding 
clothes that make you feel right most, if, most confident. so like okay. i think a great way is like say i'm a, a i've been wearing dresses my whole life and i'm like gosh i just feel terrible all the time and then i throw on like a pantsuit and i'm like okay this this is living that's kind of what I'm trying to say. I can I okay, I like this because I relate I definitely can relate to that. And I am hearing like cuz even for me lately, I would say I'm not, you know, I'm not really connecting with wearing dresses. I do feel, you know, more um beautiful in like these, you know, two-piece sets with like long pants, right? And it's just finding things that do make you feel like the your best right and mm -hmm. even if it's not like the typical you know a uh, very common way of dressing or mm -hmm. yes. yes and even what's most on trend absolutely i think that's correct a great point. that's what i was trying to say yes yes that i like exactly it. yeah and i think that like if you just feel terrible in the clothes you wear how are you gonna feel confident how are you gonna like of course you don't i wouldn't I think it, that even can go a step further is to just as like taking care of yourself, right? So doing your full skincare routine every single morning, brushing your teeth in the morning. And I know that might seem like very like you, you don't do that, but like I'm just saying, you know, making sure you're doing your full routines and putting on maybe a little bit of makeup and doing your hair and getting ready for the day can make you, it can make a world of a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Putting on your sunscreen for the day just really sets you up for success. So this is what is kind of leads perfectly into my next point, which is like with experimenting, finding ways that just make you feel confident, make you shed those terrible thoughts. So it's literally just going to be experimenting. And this is like every facet of your life. Uh, uh, a, a skincare routine. What is that skincare routine? Is it? I like to wash my like wash my face with water and throw an SPF and I'm good. Or is it? Um, again, doing makeup. Like these two points are just kind of the same, but like you're gonna have to experiment to find the way that it works for you, and don't be afraid to get it wrong. And how are you, how have you found experimenting to be beneficial in building your self-confidence? It's mostly with clothes. That's where I'm at right now. And then, uh, let's see, like, uh, wearing shorts to the gym. That was a big experiment. I, I would say it was a test okay. to my confidence and stuff like that. So that's what I do is like testing the waters and like trying to figure out where I feel confident. So, yeah. These points so, kind of like come together. That's okay. Well, I want to point out something from what I heard was, and, and this just kind of relates to something we shared earlier, which was coming up with accomplishments and something like that. Wearing shorts to the gym is definitely, while it might seem small, is definitely something that you can look back on and feel very proud of, right? Mm -hmm. So just even something as small as that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So just lean into experimenting. It, lean it into it. It helps build. The, I do agree. It would help build your confidence in those mm -hmm. situations. And it's okay to get it wrong at first. It's going to, that's why it's called an experiment. Okay. 
And I think that's uh, number 10, which is prioritize yourself every single day, which we talked about that last week. Prioritize yourself. Do it. I'm not going to say it again. Because I just, well, I don't, I'm going to just say like, I think why you put this here is that this is a daily effort Mm -hmm. and to improve this skill because confidence is a skill as much people people don't you know think that and actually it goes on your point of saying it's learned so I think it's both I think it's learned and it's innate Mm -hmm. um but to learn the skill you do have to work on it daily which requires you to prioritize learning this new skill I just asked my therapist about this and she said this is a practice that you do every day. Oh, I absolutely agree. There is one thing that I didn't list on here and I wish I did, which was I journaling with literally just writing out your annoying ass fucking self-conscious thoughts, write them out. Brain dumping is a huge, Mm -hmm. um, like beneficial tool for many areas for someone like me who struggles with anxiety like I can't believe it I never did it until literally like two three weeks ago and I got so much relief so try it give it a shot I like it I think we have definitely have shared a ton of tips today about I think I got stumped on this because it's like being self-conscious is you know the topic was like being self-conscious is ruining your life. And Mm -hmm. I think for me, when I have to frame it into building confidence is how I can like Mm -hmm. reframe it. It's Um, all about building your confidence. I have some like more random things. Like there's so many things that I got to share. I don't have time to do this. We don't. (laughs) Um, That's okay. I don't think this will be the last episode because I as I think more about building confidence, I can definitely. I want to do an episode with you about boundaries. Oh, yeah. We can do Rachel's that. got some thick, strong boundaries. Yeah. Those are goals. It's probably, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably because I'm too selfish, but that's fine. <laughs> we are, we're trying to be happy. We're here for a long time, so. I'm here for a long time. That made me think. That made me think of a song. Wait, I'm here for a long time, not for a good time. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I don't know. I just. I think I just heard Amelia. Maybe you did. Um, okay, take these into practice. Do it for a week, and then tell me how you feel. No, I love this. So, um, let us know if this was helpful. And mm-hmm. if you have any feedback, reach out to us via Instagram on the Better Than Nothing podcast IG. Follow the podcast. She's probably going to do a poll. Marina will do a poll of some sort. And what else? Leave a rate and a review. Oh, yeah. And please re- give us critique. We're going to work on audio. I promise. Yeah. Um, And even just like topics that you want to hear us talk about, please send it our way. We are all ears and ready to dive into more stuff. All All right. Miranda's putting up the heart sign. Is this right? Is this the new heart? Not this anymore? I think it's like this. (laughs)
Rach, what is that? I don't know. Okay. Over and out. Okay. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.